Welcome to the second episode of Globe Fodder, a podcast taking you around the world one episode at a time. Uh, my name is Ryan Bleak, and I'm here with a hot blonde sitting across the table. What's your name, Gal? My name's Tyra, Tyra Bleak. Okay. It's our second episode. Are you excited, Tyra? I'm so excited. Woohoo! And you, would you please do me the honor of letting our, our listeners know which country we, we will be talking about today? The next country that we are talking about is yes. Albania. Albania, that's right. We're doing these in alphabetical order. And so Albania, Tyra, have you ever been to Albania? No, I haven't. No. I've been very close. Yes, we've both been very close. Where have we been? To Montenegro, yes. which is north of it. Uh, that's Wait. correct. Yes. Yeah. No. So to give you, the listener, a very brief kind of uh, geographical picture in your minds, uh, Albania sits across uh, the, the Adriatic Sea uh, due east from Italy. So basically right across the southern part of Italy. So you know how people talk about how Italy is a boot? Yeah. And it's actually got a heel. So like, let's say that the heel was kicking up some kind of mud. That would be Albania. Albania is across the southern part of Italy, across the Adriatic Sea. That's that Albania. That sounds terrible. Well, I didn't, I didn't mean it that way, but that's, uh, that's kind of what it, what it looks like. <laughs> uh, so yeah, very generally... It borders uh, Montenegro to the northwest, Kosovo to the northeast, North Macedonia to the east, and Greece to the southeast. Ooh. See? Yeah. Doesn't that sound amazing? It does sound amazing. Yes. And uh, it's, po- it's a very small country, uh, both geographically and population. So if you had Tyra... <laughs> Don't make me guess, please. <laughs> Tyra, if you had to guess... <laughs> well, you're going to do every time. <laughs> if you had to guess the population, would you guess 100,000 again like you did for Afghanistan? Um, no. I'm going to guess mm-hmm. 800,000 people. Okay, all right. That's not so bad. It's actually 3 million, so not too terribly far Oh off. my gosh, wow. It's pretty far. Ah, uh, well. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, that's all I'm right. Learning. It's all right. My You're numbers, learning. you know what? Yep. My numbers are... It's going to get... You know what? By the time we get to the last country, it's going to be... You're going to be right <laughs> spot on. <laughs> You're right. You're uh-huh. right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it makes that, that makes it the 134th most populous country with Panama uh, just, just above it and Mauritania right behind it. Mauritania. Oh, man. They need to attain more people. That was good. That was good. Wow, that was... <laughs> our listeners are just rolling on the ground right now. <laughs> uh, so the capital and the largest city of Albania is a city called uh, Tirana, or Tirana, T-I-R-A-N-A. And that city has an official population of about 420,000 people. Incidentally, uh, Tirana has by far the shortest Wikipedia page of any capital city that I have ever read. It was all of a paragraph long and a quite oh, no. short paragraph. Yeah, I know. Really bizarre, actually. That's weird. Yeah. Albania, you need to go and check that out and help it out. I know. The entire country needs Seriously. to. Seriously. I mean, and we have a massive listener base in Albania, so I'm sure it's probably, by the time you're hearing this, it's going to be like a novel length. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. And so not only population-wise, Tyra, is Albania a small country, but geographically, like physically, it's a small country. So it is, the the square miles is about 11,100 square miles. That is the size of Albania. 
And to kind of put that into perspective, the United States is about 9.5 million square miles. Wow. So it's about, Albania is about 95 miles across, whereas the U.S. is like 3,000 plus or oh about 3,000. And Albania is um, 210 miles long, so north to south, about 210 miles, whereas the U.S. is uh, closer to 2,000 miles. That's crazy, and they can fit... Um, 300 million. million. No. <laughs> oh, 3 million. <laughs> My numbers, I'm telling you. No, the U.S. is about 300 million, but Albania is about 3 million. 3 million, yeah. okay. And to give you a basic idea of kind of what the uh, land looks like, the basic geography of the country, it's mostly inland mountains. So inland is are the mountains. And then along the coast of the Adriatic, obviously, it's more coastal. Well, it's kind of a uh, no duh. But anyway, so co- along the coast, you've got a beautiful uh, beaches, nice beach towns, and then inland are are the mountains. Do they have nice beaches too? <laughs> <laughs> how did I become oh. the comedic relief on this show? I know. How did you? How did that happen? Wow. <laughs> okay. So is the, to swim in the sea, is it pretty warm or is it really cold? Do you know? I would say it's warm to quite warm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds lovely. And so the high points in all the country is Mount Karab at 9,068 feet. And of course, the low point would be right along the sea at uh, sea level. Okay. Okay. 9,000, huh? And that's, yes, 9,000. It's pretty high. That's pretty high. I've been on a mountain that high. I know you have. (laughs) (laughs) Why why are you talking like this? I don't know. (laughs) I know you have. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love those high mountains, don't you, baby? (laughs) Okay, so the climate in Albania is quite mild. And along the coast, you know, very, very typical of a coastal region. It's moderated by the ocean temperatures. So in the winter, it doesn't get too terribly cold. In the summer, it doesn't get too terribly warm. And obviously inland, where you have the mountains, the, uh, the elevation kind of plays a significant role, significant role in exactly how warm or cold it gets during the summer or, or winter. Do they get snow in the mountains? Uh, yes, definitely. Of course, because it's at 9,000 9, feet. 9,000 is... 9,000 feet. Really high. And to give a brief history of the of Albania, it was the southern part of Illyria during the Roman Empire. And in the Middle Ages, the Albanians were ruled by many foreign countries, including the Byzantine and Venetian empires, then the Ottoman Empire, and after about four centuries of Turkish domination, finally in the 20th century, uh, Albania became independent. Fortunately, during World War II, it was conquered by fascist Italy and was part of the kingdom of, of Italy until 1943 and finally became um, a democratic country in 1992. And the language spoken in Albania, simply enough, is Albanian. So this is not you know, Afghanistan with its you know, dozen languages. This is just uh, Albanian. And as far as the economics... So in contrast to Afghanistan from last week's episode, which, as you'll recall, was about 600 U.S. dollars per person per year, the per capita GDP, Albania is quite a bit wealthier at about 4,500 U.S. dollars per capita. Oh, wow. Um, But uh, again, to put that in perspective, the U.S. 
that has a per capita GDP of about 59.5 thousand. And if a person wanted to take a flight, if they wanted to go to Albania, which Tyra wants to go to Albania now. I do. Yeah, after she's looked at all the uh, all the food, yes, all the cuisine. the food and the travel blogs and yes, the I know. things you can see. I know. Looks fun. It does look fun. So if you wanted to take a flight, book that flight three months out, it would run you about $1,700 for a flight that was uh, 14 hours, including one layover. So the flight's not 14 hours, but your total trip. For one layover, about 14 hours. That's expensive. Yeah. $1,700. Well, so if you wanted to uh, play it cheap, yeah. you could pay $1,257, but that would include three layovers and 32 hours. Oh. So for my extra four, $450, I think I would take the, uh, the, the other deal. The, the 14 hour flight. Yeah. yeah. And some of the major tourist attractions, if a person was to visit Albania, includes the Albanian Riviera, which, of course, is along the Adriatic Sea. And I looked at pictures. And so if if anyone's ever been to Montenegro, like we have, or or Croatia, it's very, very similar. And so the the beaches beaches are just amazing. The water is kind of that blue that you might associate with like the Caribbean. Like it's just it's yeah, it's really super yeah. bright. Oh, very spectacular and clean, uh-huh. clear. Oh, extremely clear. Yeah. yeah, very beautiful. And there's all kinds of different towns along the ocean. So I mean, I think for most people, if you go to Albania, it's going to be like all about the beaches. Yeah, but then also to contrast that is the um, the mountains. Yes. So you're like you have the sea, and then mm-hmm. like a very mountainous country right oh yeah for sure and i'm gonna yeah i was was about to get to that so okay so obviously i think probably number one destination for most people would be the the actual ocean otherwise you've got in toronto which is the capital um you know a fairly major city and skanderberg square is kind of a typical european square okay and uh then you've got lagara pass so a mountain pass is another one of the major uh, sites in one of the national parks there. Okay. And then, of course, yeah, like, like you said, you've got the Albanian Alps, which are not as majestic as the Swiss Alps, which you and I have also been to. Uh, but they look amazing. All kinds of beautiful mountain um, lakes and, you know, hiking, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. So if you, if you like the mountains, you like the sea, Albania does seem like the perfect place. Okay. When can we book our trip? <laughs> <laughs> that does sound great. And so moving on to, again, my favorite negative review, my favorite one-star review of Ooh. a site in Albania. One star. So speaking of Skanderberg Square in Tirana, this review comes at us from Tobin H. off a of TripAdvisor. And he describes it as the pimple on the face of Tirana. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? (laughs) He says, my family and I call this the pimple on the face of Toronto because it peaks in the center and looks like a big zit ready to burst. That's disgusting. We are lucky enough to know someone in the city city planning office, so we've seen all of the very nice alternative ideas that incorporated ponds and green spaces, but were, were rejected by the city government in favor of this massive open space that is so hot blindingly bright in the sunlight that it is impossible to cross without sunglasses and a coating of sunscreen. Oh my gosh. This is a complete waste of space and money. The only thing it will ever be good for is for is as a gathering space for crowds during protests. Stupid. 
Thanks, Tobin H. Thanks for nothing. And Tyra Jean, if you wanted to rent an apartment in the center of the city, a one-bedroom apartment, how much do you think that cost in Toronto, the capital city? Um, $1,000. No. <laughs> wow, no. What is it? No, it's $323. Remember, their, their GDP was only, I think, 4500 ish 4500 a month? No, a year. Oh, a year. Yes. Oh, that's, sorry. well, that's, I changed my mind. Okay. Let me put a new You would have guessed. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. 300. Oh my gosh. Well, so close. <laughs> 323. And so for a three-bedroom apartment, you're looking more at, uh, more like $616. Okay. Albanian celebrities. And so these are ethnic Albanians, not necessarily people who were born in Albania. But uh, John Belushi and his brother Jim Belushi, Regis Philbin, Ooh. and finally, Mother Teresa. All ethnic Albanians. And so a novel or movie set in Albania, a novel, is a chronicle in stone by Ismail Kadare and Arshi Pippa as the translator, who, for my money, the finest Albanian translator working today. And I will, I will argue about that. Okay, wow. Yeah. Does Mother Teresa play in that one? I don't think Mother Teresa is in What was novel. it called again? And so I chronicle in stone, a coming of age tale, uh, f- follows a young man's efforts t- to juggle the challenges of growing up during the terrors of World War II. Ooh. World War II novel. That sounds good. Never heard of one of those before. <laughs> okay, and as far as movies set in Albania, here's some good ones. Okay. Action of the Tiger, The Albanian, Assault on Agathon, The Cavalier from Kruja. Oh, here's one I've heard of. Expendables 2. Thank you, Sylvester Stallone. For Your Eyes Only, James Bond. Uh, otherwise, oh, Taken 2. Taken 2 was uh, at least taken partially set two? in Albania. Oh, yeah. So it was like when she got taken. I think she got taken to Albania. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taken 2, Albania. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, Tyra, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about the cuisine (gasps) of Albania. Yes, yummy, 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 yummy food. (laughs) Food is my thing. So Albanian cuisine is widely influenced by its topography and climates. It produces a variety of fruits such as lemons, orange. I've heard of those. Have you? Mm -hmm. Figs. And most notably, olives. Okay. Okay, so actually the first time that I had a fresh fig was when we were in Croatia. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't have them here. We don't have fig mm-hmm. trees in the United States. And so we get Are dried you sure about that? figs. Yes, I'm pretty sure because I looked it up when I was there. I was oh. like, I got to get fresh figs. Yeah. They didn't have them. Well, maybe I need to Google that now. <laughs> That's that all right. That. No, no, no. You know what? Don't bother Googling it. Listener, there are no figs in America. There's no No figs. fresh figs. No. no. Oh. No. No fresh figs. <laughs> there are no figs in America. <laughs> Should I sing the song? 
There are no figs in America. Okay, anyway. So they also have, they're known for their spices and herbs, such as basil, lavender, mint, oregano, rosemary, and thyme, Mm -hmm. which they use a lot of on their fresh seafood because it's a coastal country. Mm -hmm. They are well known for um, fresh fish, um, crustaceans, and whatever other seafood you might think of. Um, one seafood that we did have when we were in Croatia was sardines, fresh sardines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very we had good. those deep fried and they were like covered with an herb, mm-hmm. basically an herb blend. And you ate the entire fish except for the tail. Yeah. Which was crazy. Okay. So, and then, um, for their meats, um, they are known for lamb, which is their traditional meat that they use mostly. Um, but then they also use chicken, beef, and pork. So let's talk about um, one of their national dishes that is popular over there, which is called, I think it's Tav or Tave Kosi. I don't know exactly how to say it. Um, it this consists of, it's basically a garlic-infused lamb, um, rice bake with a yogurt topping that is mixed with eggs. So this is how they make Mm. it. They infuse the lamb, they cook the lamb with oregano, garlic, and then you use a ton of garlic, like four to five cloves, Mm -hmm. big cloves of garlic. And you put that in the yogurt and mix the yogurt with eggs. It's like a Greek yogurt. And you put that on top of the lamb and you put it in the oven and it cooks. And it kind of like expands like a souffle and then deflates and then mm-hmm. you serve it. And it's so, it's like a savory and creamy dish. Interesting. Isn't that weird? It's yeah, kind of is. like a pie. Okay. The other kind of um, noteworthy thing about Albania is that they love, love, love coffee. Oh. Yeah. So um, they're actually ranked first for having the most coffee houses per capita in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. So going out to have coffee is um, not just about like grabbing a cup of coffee like through a drive-thru. It's very relational. Like if you go to coffee and you invite somebody to go to coffee, it's going to be either like you're going to be sitting down for sure, but it's going to be from 15 minutes to two hours. People go to have coffee to like talk and sit. It's like an event. Yeah, and it's an event. Mm. So if I were to invite you out to coffee, you cannot pay. Like if I invite that person, the person right. who invites always pays. Mm. Um, so their coffee is okay. And then the other thing is that if you go to coffee, they don't just serve like coffee at most of the places. Oftentimes people will get drinks or mm-hmm. like a non, like an alcoholic drink or some okay. other type of a drink. So mm-hmm. you don't just have to have coffee, but most right. people just drink the coffee. Um, so if you are going to have coffee, it's typically going to be an espresso or a Turkish coffee. And, um, so Turkish coffee is basically like a finely coffee that's finely ground up. And then instead of brewing it, you basically, um, cook it in water um, and so you put it in water and sugar and in this like special coffee pot, you let it simmer on low heat. They used to cook it on hot sand, hmm. but now just low heat. 
the longer you simmer it, it becomes more frothy and you serve it in just a glass or whatever and that's it. Okay. And it's supposed to be served with like a lot of froth on top. Then if you are wanting something sweet, maybe with that, a popular dish or dessert that they serve there is called tri leche. It's a three milk cake, hmm. um, which is very popular there. Uh, it's basically a poke cake, which if you don't know what that is, is it's a cake that's baked just in a nine by 13 pan. Mm-hmm. And then you poke holes in the top. And then you, for this one, you pour these three different types of milk, which is sweetened condensed milk, whole milk, and whipping cream on top of this cake. Oh, wow. And then you put it in the refrigerator and let it, you know, refrigerate for a little while. And then they top it with like a caramel sauce and that's how it's served. So it, I don't know. I guess I would try it. It yeah. doesn't sound like anything amazing to me. Sounds... Like soggy cake. Yeah, right. A lot, lot of milk. A lot of milk topped with caramel. I like the caramel part. Yeah. Anyway, so I know that I think I would love the cuisine there just because not maybe the sweet part, but just it being like on the ocean, you're going to have all the fresh seafood and that's amazing. Yes, that does sound amazing. that's about it. All right. Thank you, Tyra. You're welcome. And it is time once again for our listener mail. And this week, oh, look at that. Another letter from Barack O. Um, wow. I know. He's written us a lot. He does. He does write us a lot. Is it snail mail or email it's this Snail time? mail again. Let me uh, open this up. Okay. All right. And Barack O wants to know, I am thinking about planting some blueberry bushes. I've heard that you should plant multiple kinds, uh, but how far apart should those blueberry bushes be planted? Tyra, do you know this one? Yes, I actually do. I, okay. I just planted blueberries. Oh my gosh, wow. Bushes. I know. So it should be three to four feet apart. Okay. Yeah. But if you wanted to plant a different variety, like what's the maximum distance you would want for to get to get that cross-pollination? Right. What's the maximum distance? Okay, you, you I would, would not go any farther than a bee wants to fly. Okay. Which is probably like 100 feet. Oh, okay. Wow. We'll be expert over here. I know. Well, you got to think about how, you know, they might get tired by the time they get to the other plant. Yes, that's true. So. All right. Well, thank you, Tyra. I'm sure that Barack O uh, very much appreciates He's that. He's probably going to have the best blueberries ever. Oh, for sure. And we need to give some love to our sponsor, our second sponsor here on Globe Fodder. Wow. It uh, looks like it. This week's sponsor is Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs, for all your money management needs, we're bringing Saxy back. And thank you for tuning in to our second and best episode of Globe Fodder. As always, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Come again. Come again.